I'll go start the coffee. I'll be down in a minute. Scooby-dooby-dooby-doo-wop. Pastor and Laura, wake up. Good morning. Good morning. We are looking at Luke chapter 11 today. Mm -hmm. Let's get started. Luke 11, verse 1. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. Then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is already locked, and my children are in bed with me. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread, because he is his friend, Yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Alrighty. Do you have any thoughts on this section? Questions? Mm, something that hit me was just the ask, seek, and knock mm-hmm. that at least in personal relationships, you know, if you never ask for something, the chance of someone giving it to you are pretty low. If you don't knock on a door, no one's going to open it. Right. If you don't look for something, you're not going to find it. Mm-hmm. And I've always, like, looked at that verse as very, like, I don't know, I'm going to do something, so therefore it's going to come true. You know, like, every time I ask God for something, he's going to give it to me. Hmm. Part of it is just like, if we're not persistent, we may not really want what we're asking for. If we're actually not asking God for it. You're meaning that you feel like personally you just ask once and then. Yeah, you know. You assume it's going to happen. No, it's just like the personal motivation within you to really want something like. If I say, I really want help with, um, let's just say a relationship, okay? If I never even ask God for it, like, how much do I really want it? Mm -hmm. If I only ask God for it once, you know, how important is that to me? I mean, make that anything you want. Like, the, the fact, I'm not trying to make it, you know, like, visualize and realize anything, but just the fact of looking at the things that are really valuable and the things that we really need in our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Are we actually even asking God or seeking or finding? I don't know. It's just kind of something. Do you ever feel like God's reading your mind and then you don't really like pray about it? Because you're like, oh, I think about it all the time. But sure. I don't need to pray about it. Sure. Like God knows how much I want this relationship to work because I'm always, you know, thinking about it or dealing with it or whatever. And then you don't specifically pray about it. Yeah. I think that happens sometimes, but I don't even, I, I think that happens and it's very selfish because you just kind of expect, well, God's going to take care of all the things rather than, you know, if I was really obsessed, obsessed, I don't know, maybe obsessed is the right word about it, I'd be constantly looking for ways seeking ways, you know, asking God to do this in different ways so that I could achieve what I need in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's kind of a fine line because... God is our, the one that gives them, I'm just saying that. Right, but I'm, I know I was just going to say, if we're, you know, take example, this relationship... Um. Like, let's make it more specific just so it's not so vague. Like, let's say it's a relationship with uh, your sister or something. Mm-hmm. And it's not going well. You can't just sit and pray about it every day and expect God to just, like, magically put some fairy dust on your sister. And now you guys get along. There still are actionable steps you and her would need to take to mm-hmm. work it out here on Earth. It's not like... You just wake up one day and your relationship's good. And God does do it, but we don't... He gives us tools to fix our problems on earth or guides us to the right words to say to fix the relationship or gives us the patience or gives us forgiveness or whatever that relationship would call for. Mm -hmm. But you still have to do something. You know, it's like if you were praying that God make you healthy, you know, you have to eat right. You have to work out. You have to, you know, take your medicine and see a doctor, whatever you're doing. You can't just sit on your couch every day and pray to be healthy. Like, you do come to God persistently, but you also do need to be taking steps in your own life, you know, to solve your problems as well. Right, and I think that's that's kind of the point you made better than I did that I was trying to make oh. is the <laughs> no the like if I if I want that good relationship like I ask God but then I also have to seek ways in my own life that that's going to happen mm-hmm. I actually have to knock like you know the idea of knocking oh should I knock on this person's door like I have to bother this person mm-hmm. I, I have to I know it's going to be inconvenient or whatever a um risk to our relationship in some way but it's something that i want Mm -hmm. so in that relationship like i might have to call my sister i might have to really evaluate okay um these are the things that i could do they could do and god is the one working through all these things god is the 
but one that can work side, miraculously through these things. But it is we don't do everything by ourselves. If you're just sitting there thinking, "How am I going to solve this? What am I going to do?" and then you don't take it to God in prayer, that's also bad. So it's a kind of a hungry tummy. Yeah. No, I think it's. I just always took it as. And this is prayer. Myself is completely out of the equation, but it's. It's not as if you know if I pray for. Any blessing in my life, that I just lay down and wait until God drops it into my room. Wait, you know, I'm confused. You do that, or you don't do that. I don't do that. Oh, like, if good. I want a good relationship with my sister, <laughs> like. There has to be some actionable steps. Like I pray for God to give me the strength and the courage and the right words and the love, you know, to forgive and all of these things. And he will do that, Mm -hmm. but he works so much more through, you know, natural means rather than unnatural means that, I don't know, it just kind of struck me as, you know, go find the solutions that God is giving to you. Um, knock, you know, see what disturbance, I don't know, be willing to disturb something to um, see what God is giving you. And I don't want to make this prosperity gospel or anything, you know, that God is just going to continue to give you blessings. And the more you trust God, the more, you know, wealth or something he's given you. But he does give us more spiritual blessings. I mean, that's where it ends with the Holy Spirit. And that's going to give us the love and the peace and the patience in our lives. Anyway, I don't know if there's a real point. It just kind of struck me in that way. Well, speaking of the prosperity gospel, Mm -hmm. that made me think of what I was going to say about this section. Hmm. It's a little different than the take you took. But when I read 9 and 10... You know, the asks you can find. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes in our circles, because we avoid the prosperity gospel Mm -hmm. and do, as we were just talking about, try to rely on ourselves, you know, ask ask God for help, but we need to do this, this, and this. Um, We don't necessarily pray as boldly or, you know, confidently maybe about things. I might be projecting, but I feel like I've been to a couple, I've heard speakers who are talking about, you know, such and such being on the verge of closing and they prayed and some anonymous donor brought like a million dollars the next day and they were able to stay open, Mm -hmm. you know. That's not to say we should run budgets like spend all our money one day and hope God's going to sustain us through a miracle. But I think when those things happen, people are like, well, that was really irresponsible. They got really lucky. And it's like, no, it could have. It was God, too. You know, like doesn't mean you should be irresponsible, but God can do miraculous things, you know, and we don't we shouldn't rely on miracles to get through a fiscal year but I think that sometimes people are so on guard about well I don't want to ask too much from God or if I put my whatever if I make this choice 
you know, God won't be able to necessarily help me out from it. And, and it is a fine line between testing God and trusting God and um, expecting miracles and using our, being a good steward of our, not just our money, but, you know, relationships, time, talent, all the things. But I think that sometimes, you know, I personally feel like, well, I'll ask for this, but then, yeah, I do need to do all these things. And, and then sometimes I maybe stop praying for that thing and just focus on myself and what I'm doing about it. Because, you know, I don't know, just feel like we maybe aren't aren't asking God as boldly or we're living kind of small because we're afraid to ask God for too much. I don't know. Do you ever feel that way? Or perceive that other people feel that way? Yeah, and it's... That's kind of a... It's, well, it is complicated because the fact that you ask God and then you feel motivated to seek a way and say, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this. Maybe God working through you to give you motivation to do it. And, I mean, it depends on the thing. The way I see prosper prosperity gospel is like, the better person I am, the better Christian I am, the more and the more wealth I will acquire, actual financial wealth, you know, mm -hmm. um, versus the more I am in God's word, the more I am praying, the more spiritual wealth that I will acquire. I might be poor and on the streets, you know, but be content with what it is or be happy. Um, but as far as praying boldly, I think that we end a lot of prayers with if, if it is your will. And there is a an expectation, I think, that God might handle this or probably will handle this in a different way than I'm asking for in our circles. Again, that's just kind of a general stereotype, but yeah, I mean, rather than being like, give me this, Lord, give me this. We don't know what's in other people's hearts, mm -hmm. but I just, At least, yeah, I, I know what's in my heart. I know what I've heard people say and I'm putting it all together to say, I think that a lot of people, I mean, they recognize we're sinful. So yeah, I mean, if someone's dying, we can pray, Lord, save them, Lord, save them, if it's your will. And then they're kind of probably in their heart don't believe God will save them, you know, like, because then you're thinking, is there time? Am I being selfish? You know, I want them here for me, but they'd be happier in heaven. And like, okay, so they're praying God save this person, but do they really believe God can bring this person off the edge of the deathbed and back to health are yeah. they saying you know your will be done meaning like yeah, I'm just I mean it's kind of wishful thinking that you'd save them but if you let them die get it that's your will you know like are we truly believing God could do that or is it just kind of a like a I don't want to say trite but like I'll ask but it probably won't happen you know 
Yeah, I think it depends on person to person and what you're asking for. Sure. And I think it is something to evaluate and think about. I mean, Jesus does say, you know, if you had faith, you'd be able to move mountains and, right. you know. Well, like, I was just thinking about a year and a few months ago, March 2020, when all of the coronavirus stuff started, mm-hmm. and it was locked down for two weeks, and I remember every night we prayed about it mm-hmm. as a family with our girls, and I prayed about it all the time, personally, you know, like, we said, let, you know, let the sicknesses end, let anyone who's feeling sick feel better, mm-hmm. let, you know, everything, everyone feel safe and kind of go back to normal, we prayed that, and then after a month, at least maybe earlier, we didn't pray for that as a family anymore, and I would only occasionally pray about it on my own and maybe there's some people who pray all day about it but honestly I feel like I've kind of accepted like well I prayed about it this is a huge worldwide pandemic and there's nothing we'll just have to like now I'm just praying for like patience with this or help things reopen like I'm not praying about you know, I don't know, like, maybe I've just kind of thought, well, that pr- God didn't want to answer that prayer, or God didn't, or the answer was no, so I'm going to move on, mm-hmm. instead of praying persistently and boldly, not saying, I mean, could one person praying about it end a pandemic? Yeah. Right. But there's millions of people praying about it, and it didn't end, so then should we all just quit and move but, on to but praying about something else? The thing is, else? though, we don't know that. We don't know how many millions of lives God saved because of our prayers True. in the pandemic. Right, there are a lot we, of people you know, who had the it, only, you know, got sick and got better, so that's true. Right, the only evidence we have of the ones that God didn't answer according to the way that we According wanted. the way that we wanted, right. Yeah, but like when I was... I mean, recently I've been with a person that's going to heaven soon. And my prayer is not that they're going to be healed, which I could pray for, I guess. Some people but, in the Bible did pray for that. Right. But for this person, I pray that they have strength and comfort and confidence of knowing what Jesus has done for them and that they get to enjoy their time in heaven. And, you know, the Lord will be with them and send his angels to be around them. And this will be the comfort that their family has. And it's not that I don't believe that God could not heal this person. I think you Um, just used a double negative when you didn't mean to. You mean you you do believe God could heal. I (laughs) believe that God could heal this person. And... It is something to kind of evaluate my faith and think about that. that. But then you also have to look at your motivation. Like you said, why do you want that person to be healed and be here on earth? Mm-hmm. And I know we had talked about is that in the past podcast. That that person, yeah. yeah, is it like, is it that they're doing something here on earth that you need them, you know, for? 
you know, or they're a great, you know, I don't know, like, why do we want people here on earth? Like, God knows their time of grace, and we just pray for what we want, mm-hmm. you know, and then that, that might not be God's plan. And that, and then that brings us back to what I was saying, like, are we hedging when we say that? Like, I don't know if God, if I what I want is right, so I'm not going to ask for it. But then there's this example where, like, you know, if you ask for a fish, who would give him a snake? Like, what if a hungry kid was like, I don't know if I should ask my parents for food. Like, maybe I'm being selfish. You know, like, mm-hmm. overanalyzing every request they have, you know? Just ask, and you'll get good things. It might not be, you know, the food you wanted, but God will give you food. I don't know. There's just a lot to think about with prayer and mm-hmm. how God answers prayers and how we ask prayers. But he says, yeah, because of his boldness, he'll get up. And that's kind of the other part about the story that always gets me is like, the guy answers, don't bother me. I'm not going to get up and get you anything. And then Jesus, like, just ends the story and says, yeah, he's not doing this because he's his friend. He's doing it because he's bold. And it's like, oh, wait, he did get up? (laughs) The story didn't end, you know, the way with the guy's quote, like, Jesus tells you what happens. The guy does get up. Right. I mean, it's hypothetical, but, you know. Well, it's an argument from the lesser to the greater, that if somebody... If somebody who isn't his friend has all these reasons not to help the person, still helps the person because the person is bold and says, this is something that I want and I need, then how much more is God going to do this for us who's Mm -hmm. not bothered, who's not disturbed because, you know, he's taking a nap, who's not inconvenienced by giving us anything. Right. The things that God gives us, he gives us because they're good for us. Mm-hmm. Not because he's, ah, nah, I'll just wait. Or I'm doing something else. Or I'm busy. Right. So, But this yeah. guy asks for three loaves of bread. He doesn't ask for ten loaves of bread and a fattened calf, you know? Right. It's what he needs at that time. He asks for what he needs. Yeah. And I think it's... I I think... I do struggle with boldness of prayer at times, like you were saying. I think it's um, the prayer of that guy, I do believe, helped me overcome my unbelief. Mm-hmm. That that's something I do believe, but I, I also, yeah, struggle in my faith, just as the disciples struggled in their faith. I mean, we just got done with that transfiguration story where, you know, they couldn't heal the person and oh why why can't we do this right um well i think we always have room to grow and that's why to it's realize important our weaknesses. that we're reading and praying you know because then the more we hear god in his word the more we'll know what good requests are i guess mm-hmm. and we're led by our love for God and our, you know, thankfulness to him for the gifts we have versus a selfish motivation. And I'm trying to 
think right now, thinking while I talk, which is hard to do. Well, we're, when we realize where our insufficiencies, weaknesses, problem areas are, then those are the areas that we can work on. You know, those are the areas that we can look to God for strength and comfort and support. If I think to myself, yeah, I'm a good Christian, you know. I've read through the Bible before. I know these things. I pray. Every night I pray for the same things. You know, God, watch over my family. Help us to be good and gentle. Forgive my sins. Help us to have good dreams and good thoughts. You know, it's if I just pray for things that I have, maybe God's blessed me in many ways. But I never, I never really look for my weaknesses and what I do need help from God with in my life. Hmm. I don't know. Maybe we've... No. Did you figure out what you were going to say? I was... No, I started listening to you and then I got distracted. I was thinking about... Well, I was thinking about some of Martin Luther's explanations to these petitions in the Lord's Prayer. Because a part, like, of a phrase was coming to me, and I thought it was from one of the prayer petition explanations where he's, like, asking for... Uh, I don't know, I'm just blanking at it right now. Maybe when I reread them, I'll um, remember... But that's what what you just said was from that when you said, "Help me overcome my unbelief." That's not from Luther. Yeah. Well. Well, maybe Luther, Luther says quotes it. it, but it's it would be it's a quote of a a man. I don't know if it's what gospel it's no, in. No, it's that's definitely in one of these uh, things. Lord, maybe right? it's in "Thy will be done." Yeah. God's Help will me. is certainly done by itself, but we pray in this petition that God's will. Um, no, it's one of the ones that, I think it's one of the ones at the end. Not lead us in. Maybe, I don't know. I um, I'm just. It, it's really hard for me to like <laughs> say them all in my head while I'm talking. I want to have ten minutes of dead space while I re hmm. rethink through all these. But um, I'll try to think of it for tomorrow. But hmm. um. Yeah, this has been a good discussion. I feel like we have probably should end it there, even though yeah. it's just one little short thing. It's a lot to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we could talk about this. People do weeks and weeks of Bible study on prayer, and there's a lot to comprehend in this section. Jesus says a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, keep praying that God gives us understanding. I'm I'm not laughing at prayer. I'm laughing. No, I know. That's the thing. Full circle. Well, that's the thing is I don't want us to be trite, and that that was the whole point of this to pray with boldness. So yes, we will pray for help, understanding us. Okay. Have a good day. Bye. Scooby Dooby Dooby Doo Wop. Pastor and Laura wake up.